It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to a post-match podcast from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Carl McKenna, Ben Stanley, and former Everton player Michael Ball. Guys, Everton won, Leicester won. Lee, what were your thoughts on the game? Thoughts, Mick? I mean, I think I'd have taken a point before the game. Um, that old cliche, but again, I haven't sat back and watched it. Um, it's always disappointing not to win the game when you go a goal ahead. But I just think second half, that first 10-15 minutes, it was sort of inevitable what was going to happen. We sat so, so deep uh, and allowed Leicester to just come on to us almost relentlessly. Um, so it was only a matter of time. Obviously, the manner of the goal, that is, you know leaves a bit of a sour taste. That yeah, You try and defend Pickford as much as you can, but at the end of the day, that's, that's terrible goalkeeping. He's got to be saving that. Um, other than that, he had a decent game, um, and I'm sure that's what his defenders will come on and say. You know, he did everything else okay. Of course, he did, but goalkeepers are paid to make those saves, and and I just think it's happening once once too often now. It's a key position, and he's ultimately cost us a couple of points. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Leicester are a good side. I think me and you spoke off air, Mick, and we said this week we'd probably take four points out of these two games, and and mm. and if we're sat here. Four o'clock on Saturday, and that turned out to be the case. Then I think you know we'd probably be quite happy with that. Mm. Bully off there. We were just talking, uh, and we said you know you almost have to play the perfect game at times when you sit in for that long. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I echo what what Lee said. Really, um, the way we set up the midfield, how we started. You know, you miss some key players like Decore and Allen. Um, 
it's difficult. We haven't got them players to drive at Leicester, so we had to sit in. We had to defend very deep. I probably thought we defended a little bit too too much, too deep, to be honest, because you know they didn't have Davardi, and we could have played an extra five or ten minutes, uh, ten yards further forward. But you know, Carlo set up that way, and it, it was working. We defended the goal, which was like Italian way, let them dictate a midfield. But the guys were showing desire, defending, throwing the bodies in, which was good to see. But I think no matter how you you set up your team and you one of your players make basic errors like that, you know, yeah, it's a wet pitch. You will have excuses, people bodies in the way, but it was a simple save really for for the, for the quality Jordan's got. He should have made that that save up um, pretty easy. Um, so yeah, we're going a goal up, you know, against the run of play, and you just think the game management style will uh, will hold on to the three points. But yeah, it was a, a long second half. Um, but then as the game went on, we did get our chances. You know, DCL, uh, Gomez near the end, uh, Richie's header. So it was, you know, again, we would have took a draw before the game. But when you have this, we've won many games like this already this season where we haven't dominated possession. Um, but when we've had set pieces or, you know, a pass from Hammers to find a DCL, we found the net and we've, we've pinched three points. And it would have been a, a massive confidence booster for us to beat a team like Leicester the they're a top quality side. They, they play great football. They've got a, a clever way of moving the ball around pretty quick. And as I said earlier on, with, with the core, with the, the, the legs in midfield to get close to them, you know, you look at the the stats of, of the bookings, really. Hammers was the only player in the blue shirt to get booked. You know, it sort of shows that we weren't tight enough at times to, to put Leicester under pressure and, and make them play backwards and sideways and give us an opportunity to get up the pitch. Mm, Carl, off there, we had a quick chat and... We said before the game as well, you know, we, we would probably take a point here and then, fingers crossed, go on and beat Newcastle and take four points. Do you think inside the Everton camp, they'll regroup and think, yeah, we'll take the point and go again? Um, I'm not too sure, you know, Mick. I mean, maybe set up defensively. I thought I thought that was the initial thought from where get-go and we kicked off. I thought, OK, yeah, we probably all now see it for the draw. Even though we didn't, it didn't look like we were going to scored any goals with you guess a bit of you know brilliance there, puts the ball on the back of the net with a great strike. But I don't know, I'm not too sure what 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 sort of game plan we had there to start, to be honest, because we didn't have all the ball for long, did we? <laughs> Looking at the statistics, probably get them off Ben in the minute. Um we didn't we didn't know the ball. <laughs> we didn't know the ball well. Um so I'm not yeah. too sure I'm not too sure what, what what the game plan was, uh, Mick. So I'm not too sure whether they'll be happy about that. Uh, for, mm. for my point of view in, in regards to the game as well I don't think we played that well I'll be honest with you I'm, I'm going to be an advocate on this one I don't think we played well at all um, uh, and I think Leicester are a great side yeah take nothing away from a ball at the night on yet before they are they're a fantastic team but you know where, where are we away from them are we, are we that far away from them are we you know what I mean are we, we going to play that, 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 is, that, is that our way we're going to play like Nick goals one nils and Drive teams to defend them like that. I'm not too sure whether, you know, I'm not too sure that sure how far away we are from from them like the teams. And it it done me head a little bit because I was half expecting us to go out there and you know play like we've been playing and okay get get at them a bit more. And as Bolly said there, it was only um, Rodriguez who took a yellow and how far we were standing off the miles, weren't we? Give or take, like you know, Davis and Gomez were playing centre mid. I get that fair enough, but. Yeah, I thought we showed them too much respect, to be honest with you, Mick. So I'm not too sure whether they'll be happy or sad in the dressing room is to the answer to that question. 
Mm. Ben, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, if you ask me what my one word falls to the game is, I feel like I'm, I'm relieved, to be honest. Um, I felt like some players didn't really show up today. Um, mm. I think, like, obviously, you've touched on the Pickford mistake. He's got to be saving that. What Ball, he said, there's a few players in front of him. It's a wet surface, but come on, it's right at him. It's, it's weak wrists, and it's it's straight down his throat. It's a simple save, and if they would have kept that out, Looking back at like the stats, the statistics and stuff, what Carl's putting me on the spot for there. Um, <laughs> we, we didn't have the ball that much. I think seventy percent of that we had Leicester's possession, and we had thirty percent. So they were dictating the play. Now they are a very good side, and credit where credit's due to Brendan Rodgers. Back when we played them just before Christmas, we, we we dominated them. The tactics worked; they were nullified. But this was like a regenerated Leicester team, and that can only be put down to James Madison being back in that team. It, him and Harvey Barnes are fantastic footballers for me yeah. and both brilliant. The, the mm-hmm. position Madison picks up is you watch him at, a few times today. Andre Gomez pushed up and pressed too far and the gap was enormous there and the ball was getting played to Madison. They won the break again. So I'm relieved. But again, Richarlison brilliantly defensively, but I just don't know what's going on with him at the moment going forward. We, we touched on it on previous podcasts. Is he trying too hard? Is he... Desperate to try and get a goal. Defensively today, brilliant. He, he, he tracked back and he worked hard. But I just feel when he got the ball, he kept on giving it away. And it kind of, the, the play broke down, Mick, what you said before in the past. So, <sighs> overall, I'm relieved at the point. Uh, they're going to be pushing the top four, Leicester. We all know that. But at the end, them chances there. We talk, talk, talked about it before the podcast started. We could have nicked two goals there at the end. Gomez should have just buried it first time. Calvert-Lewin had it. Before before his injury, you'd say two one Everton jobs are good, and we've been taking three points. We've we've nicked it last minute, but I think Carl said it, it wasn't a good performance from us, and it was kind of I was expecting us to get beaten, concede, and I know it's worked previously against other sides about sitting back and seeing out games and not conceding a shot on target in the second half, like we did against Arsenal, Chelsea, and a few other teams. But it's just. A bit disappointing for me. We've been kicking on such a high, but Alan de Corre is, is a massive miss. Our energy, pace, and our physicality in the midfield is completely wiped out before this game's even started. So, if you would have asked me before the game, Mick, I would have took one all and took the mm. points. Mm. Lee, just what Ben's just touched on there with with no de Corre and no Alan in the midfield. Do you do you feel like Carlo Ancelotti thought the best form of attack here is to sit deep? Stifle them, you know, absorb yeah. the pressure, and then try and nick a goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think our hand was forced a little bit, Mick. I, I don't know whether, obviously, we've we've just come on here tonight straight after the game. I don't know whether we're being a tad harsh in terms of the result. I think we're going to look back on tonight and and actually think it's it's a it's a point gained, especially if you look at the results from t- from this evening. I mean, you know, Man United got beat, um, Villa got beat, and you know Chelsea drew. Um, so I, I think we're a point up, and you, you you start a game without two midfielders of the influence and the the ability of of Alan and Decore, who are without doubt our first choice centre midfield uh, partnership. We've all, we're always going to have to adapt and be different, and obviously Ancelotti's proven so, so far this season that he can do that, and he can get results when we've had key players missing. Tonight was maybe just a little bit of a bridge too far against. They were they're a good side, you know. You've mentioned Madison there. Very, very impressive again. Harvey Barnes is some player. Um, really, really impressed with him. 
Um, so I think to come away, yeah, we could have nicked it. Might, might have been a little bit harsh on Leicester if we had. I don't think we necessarily deserved to to win that game, but we could have nicked it. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a point. And then we've got um, the the two you've just mentioned there, Alan and Decore, to, to in the coming game. So I'm still quite positive. We're still on that run. We're, we you know we've not been beaten, uh, and it just it, it ticks us over nicely heading into Newcastle. And you know if we've got anything about us, we'll we'll give Newcastle a bit of a hide on Saturday. Mm. Bully, I don't like to single players out, but obviously the Jordan Pickford era, it, you know, a professional keeper should be should be keeping that out and saving it and pushing it to the side or pushing it around the corner or even gathering it in. Going forward, do you, do you now feel this is the time to say, Jordan, you're coming out of the team and Olsen goes in and you give Olsen a run of games? Um, I, th- I think, Carlo, the way he's, he's went about it with Jordan in the past, I think he's obviously going to come out and protect him a little bit, but I feel that it's an opportunity for Olsen to come in. It's now. You know, Jordan's had his had his chance. It's like any any position, a goalie shouldn't be any different. If you're not playing well, you're out of form or you're you you're making mistakes on a regular occurrence, that your your position is up for grabs. So, you know, Olsen's come in, he hasn't done any um you know, hasn't put a foot wrong, he's looked assured. So, you know, he'd be he'd be knocking on the manager's door if he doesn't get his opportunity against Newcastle. So it wouldn't be a surprise for me if he does. Um, but, but but leading up to the Pickford um, situation today, and not just today's game, he's kicking. His rhythm just seems yeah. to be off. You know, mm. he seems to be mm. panicking. Um, like his backswing just seems a lot more than what it should mm. be. Um, maybe that's just lack of confidence. Uh, so he's just not taking, you know, any chances whatsoever. And just wants to boot the ball as far as he can. You know, when he first comes to the club, I was pretty impressed with his kicking. He used to try and pick players out and. And get us on the account attack. That seems to have gone now. Um, and before the goal, you know, he, he lost his positional sense. You know, mm. it was it was going out. And you could understand that. You know, we might have thought a guy behind him might have sort of slid in like DCL did against Sheffield Wednesday. It might have got a touch, but he was nowhere near it. And you know, mm. if he, he had confidence, you know, he, he would have let that go and put his hand up in the air and let it go out for the goal kick. And and that opportunity doesn't happen. And then who knows what happens in the game. So, you know, it's it's decision-making and uh, a few little errors that Jordan's been doing of late. Um, you know, it's a massive opportunity for for, for Olsen and a big decision for, for Ancelotti moving forward. Mm, Carl, it is going to be a big talking point that the goalkeeping situation now going over the next few days. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we all know Mick on here, don't we? He's, he's, you know, he's a liability sometimes, and usually with Jordan, unfortunately for him, most mistakes he do he does do, they cost us goals, don't they? Mm-hmm. And he's not really getting away with the odd mistake, and it's like, oh, nearly went in. He, it's a goal, do you know what I mean? It's not like nearly going in, it's going in the back of the net, and it's sort of like hitting the post like it did today and rolling in. Like, sometimes, you know, when you are lacking confidence... Um, things just don't go right for you and I think dragging him out the team now would be perfect and you know even before that build up of Tillman's shot he flapped at the corner um, like he'd flapped it away and like give it to um, Evans I think it dropped to just causing too many issues in the box for the defenders you know really a keeper should be coming for that and just absolutely hitting that for miles mm-hmm. in theory yeah. but I think he is a He's suffering with confidence massively, and and Bordy probably is right there with his kicking as well. It looks it looks awful at the moment. So, yeah, I think Ancelotti knows a lot more than us, Mick, on this one. And I think mm. to take him out the team would be a, a great opportunity for Olsen now. Yeah, mm. 
Ben, it, it must be so frustrating for the for the back four, the back five. You know, over the last few games, we've defended so well. Okay, Leicester were putting the pressure on, but we were defending so well. Still, again, Godfrey, Mina, Keane, they were outstanding to a man. A bit last ditch, but nevertheless, they're outstanding. It must be, it, for those guys, it must be so disappointing, mustn't it, to, to go 60, night, 60 minutes, 65 minutes, defending really well, pretty solid, mm. and then an error costs a goal again. Yeah, we defend them for our lives tonight and there was a few last-ditch tackles and we all felt as Evertonians, it's coming. I, I could feel it. I don't know about you guys, but I thought if we carry on like yeah, this, definitely. we're going to concede it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, sat, we sat back a lot a very, very early for me and then it's worked previously, but it didn't work tonight. But as Bawley said there, a few years back when we got Jordan Pickford, I was so impressed with his kicking, his distribution. He used to do them kicks out of hand that get us from our penalty box to literally on the counter attack. I, I haven't seen that from him now. Is is he worried mentally? Is he thinking that he's going to get criticised from being positive and give a bit of? I've given praise on the air for the past couple of weeks. I feel like he he's played really, he's played well. He hasn't mm-hmm. been tremendous, but he's been doing his job. He hasn't made a mistake for a while. But I, I feel a lot assured with Robin Olsen in goal. I, I always feel like there's a mistake coming I and I don't know why. It's it, it's strange. Like like Carl said, he came out from a corner today, punched it and he was, he was on his back. And it was only after the case of someone fluffed the, soft, the shots, I think we got saved again and it's happened far too many times. Mick, it must be frustrating for the defenders who, who were fighting for every ball and we were playing so deep that Michael King, Ben Godfrey was, was a unit tonight. He was everywhere again, last-ditch tackles. They all were. And they can't really fault the back four. But if he saves that shot, do we see out and get him three massive points? I'm not sure. Um, but he can't be making mistakes like that. And you look back before Christmas when we played Leicester last time, Robin Olsen was in goal and he played really well for me. Did mm. nothing wrong. And he's obviously in the cup. He's playing really well as well and he looks a lot more assured and maybe his kicking's not as good as Pickford but is that really our game now? We, we seem to play it out quite short from the back and build out from there so for me Mick I'd, I'd be definitely giving him a break to be honest he, he needs to come out the side and as Bowley touched on you can't be giving mistakes away like that and not be looking at Robin not be knocking on Carlo's door tomorrow and going look I'm performing well I'm, I'm fifth in Newcastle mm. Moving away from Jordan Pickford guys Lee James Rodriguez, he, he didn't see a lot of the ball at times tonight, but when he did, he, I thought he was very, very, very assured. He was very good on the ball. He didn't really give it away. And his goal, it, it's, it's an absolute beauty, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're not surprised, are you, seeing that coming from him? You know, his quality is just second to none. Um, you know, again, you know, he had, he had, I think he had a good game today. Um, not his best. And I think he definitely tired. I think you're going to struggle to get 90 minutes out of him uh, week in, week out. Um, but he's contributed, and I think that's four goals and seven assists now this season. I've turned into Ben there, haven't I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, robbed the lime, like yeah, that's it. Sorry, Ben. Um, but um, no, I mean that that's an impressive return, and I think I think it's probably more than what I expected of him when we signed him because uh, mm. I had this thing in the, back of me, in the back of my head that he was going to be maybe I don't know is he going to flatter to deceive a little bit? Is he going to actually enjoy being at the club? But I think he is. Um, he, there's no uh, there's no whiff of, of him being like a prima donna or anything like that. He's he's you know he's getting his hands dirty and getting stuck in. Um, so yeah, another class goal and you know wrapping in cotton wool now ahead of Saturday and 
it's the likes of him that we should be looking towards against sides like Newcastle, who I'm not going to beat around the bush, are extremely poor, that he needs to be stepping up. And the likes of him, Richarlison, our attacking players, you know, I really want to see us take the game to them at the weekend. And, and I think we're overdue, given someone a hide. And I know we beat Sheffield Wednesday 3-0, but that's a different story altogether. I really like to see us really take the game to someone in the Premier League and again adapt that style of play against a team that we're expected to beat. Very, very different to this evening. Um and, and see the likes of Hammers really stamp his authority on the game, which he which he can do. But yeah, unbelievable goal, lovely finish. And they always look better when they go in off the post, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Bully, moving away from Hammers, Richarlison. There's no doubt his work rate's still very good. He works hard for the team and he he always tracks back and and does his job. But going forward, he, he, he's miles off it at the moment, isn't he, for us? Yeah, but he's work rate, you, you can't knock. You know, we're playing a style of football that doesn't suit him. You know, he's getting asked to do things that, you know, he's probably playing for other other teams he, he wouldn't be doing. Um, he, he'd probably be their luxury player. But you see, see at the end of the game, when the final whistle went, he was punching the floor yeah, in, in, in anger. Yeah. And whether that's his miss or whether... I think Richie... Maybe the limelight's gone off him because of DCL and because of Hammers, and he's he's maybe you know you, you said it before he's probably trying too hard, but it's the ball possession, not just from him, from from everyone today was very poor. Yeah, um, he just seems to be taking that extra touch when he gets in on goal mm-hmm. or he's making the wrong decision, and yeah, he's selfish, and the forward players are. Um, and he, they'll look back at their seasons on stats; they'll be looking at goals, and you know. And I think he's one of them players who's probably missing the fans. You know, you look at Michael Keane, his performance got better without the fans and then he's kept that, you know, that them levels up um, for a long period of time now, which is great to see from him. But I think Richie likes to, he likes to love from the fans. And when he first came to the club, he was the first player over with his shirt, giving it to like the kids mm-hmm. and, you know, showing the fans some affection and, He's probably not feeling that, that right now. Um, I know he's got a you know a family full of Brazilians and living living in his house at the moment with his agents and stuff. And <laughs> but he's not seeing the local guys. You know he's not seeing the fans. He's not out and about, sort of getting that love. And I think he's probably missing the fans. I and his performances are starting to show that. Um, he must be one of them players who plays up to the fans a little bit more. Um, you know, we, we, we he must be wearing different boots than everybody else. He does seem to slip a lot, mm. um, but he does get kicked. He does get kicked. He does obviously make the meal of it at times, which hopefully that will sort of get out of his game. Uh, just get up and get on with it. Because as a defender, you love that. You know, if I'm kicking a, a forward player and he's going down, I know I've got the better of him. You know, yeah. if he's, but it's a different mentality. You know, South Americans they might you know they they act that way, but you know. I, I know if I kick Suarez, he's going to be trying, coming to kick me again. You know, he'd be, mm. get, he'd be getting bounced straight back up. Obviously, he might be rolling around trying to get me sent off. But, you know, Richie's going <laughs> down over, like, little nicks and knocks and rolling around, you know. So, yeah, it's something's missing with him. But you can't, you cannot knock his worth ethic, uh, you know. Mm. Um, and you've got to give it credit to him on, on that side. But, you know, we are asking, asking a lot from him. Um, the way we set up doesn't suit him. He's playing on the wrong side as well. Um, so there's a lot going against him, but we've seen better of him in these positions and these times, you know. So, you know, hopefully, you know, a bit of love him from Carlo, and hopefully the COVID situation goes away. You know, mm-hmm. we see the better of Richie. Mm. Carl, looking on social media right now, there seems to be a little bit of disappointment that at one nil we didn't go get a second goal and probably kill the game off. Do you feel that that's a fair assessment? Um. 
no, I don't, to be honest. I think uh, the task at hand that we set out to do, I, I honestly feel as like we were going to hold out for 60, 70 minutes and then sign Nicky. So I think that we scored early probably changed, changed our mindset to think just go back to the original plan because we never really stepped on the gas. Yeah. So I'm not too sure whether that was the um, the game plan, to be honest, Mick. So whoever's saying that on Twitter clearly didn't watch the match that long, did they? <laughs> <laughs> because obviously we didn't step on no gas when we when we scored. If we wanted to go for the jugular, and that was the time then, wasn't it? They were, they mm. were sort of like on the rebound mm. and thought, well, where'd that one come from? Let's go and Everton was like, I imagine like Borley's just said then, no, you know, imagine the fans are in the ground there. We went 1 0 up, you know. A beautiful goal like that, as Lee said, off the post. You know, the fans will change that day, and the mentality might change for Ancelotti as well. And you might think, you know what, let's go and get at these. But, you know, we had four centre halves on the pitch, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not, we're not going to go win the game, are we? Let's have it right with them four on the pitch because, you know, they're defensive minded. And, mm. and I've seen a few ball playing when Charleston had the ball, touching on him again. He could have passed it to Holgate, right? I think he was thinking, there's no point in passing it to him to cross the centre half. And it was twice he didn't see him, but Holgate was like, put his hand up to say, come on, mate, trust me. I normally said to that, but I can cross it. Uh, but he didn't give him it. So, no, I, I don't agree with them uh, on Twitter, to be honest with you. I, mean, I think the game plan wasn't to do that. And I think, um, you know, whatever, whatever happened from that goal, it stayed the same and, and, and nothing was to change. And, Unfortunately, we never held on to the game, but no, I don't really agree with that. I think the game plan was to see the game off for 60 minutes, 65, and then maybe take it 1-0. Mm. Ben, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's a fair assessment to say that? No, I agree with Carl. Um, we, we were playing up to, with, obviously, Tom Davis and Andre Gomez. They were in the two in front of our back four, so we would never be going to go bombing forward. We've got two centre-halves, our full-backs, and... The, the overlapping we've seen over the past few scenes of Coleman and Dean what wasn't there tonight. And as Carl touched on there, we were quite defensive minded. And you have got four centred halves at the back. It was like a, a bit of an Italian job. Now, if we would have seen that out today and won 1 0, then that would have been a proper Italian defensive masterclass from Carlo that we've seen before in the past. So mm. um, I, I don't agree with that, no. Um, I think it's a good point. Um, and Leicester always start games like a house on fire. That they always come at you very quick. A bit like that shower over the park. They come at you the first fifteen minutes mm. of most games and go all out. And I think they did the first second half as well. And I think we just need wanted to try and soak that pressure up and then last twenty bring on your likes of a Wobi, a bit more energy, your Sigurdsons, maybe to give the hammers as a rest. Um, so no, I don't agree with that. But just quick one, Mick, touching back on Hammers, he obviously does can't do it in the cold, can he? Clearly. <laughs> and um, but what I love from him tonight was he was he was defense, he was running everywhere, he was sliding everywhere, he was trying his hardest mm. to win the ball back. And he, he again, see, he's one step ahead of everyone else. A few times he's got the ball looking, no one moving. And he's kind of he was getting a bit frustrated, I think tonight. Yeah. But just just, just touching on that, he was brilliantly defensively, and it's so good to see. Because when he came, he's not going to track back. He's not going to defend. His defensive statistics are going to be so low. But didn't see that from him tonight. I seen a player that wants to get grab that game by the scuff of its neck and get us up the other end of the pitch. But mm. unfortunately, we we were quite defensive. So it's one of them. Take the points. Move on to Newcastle. And mm. hopefully, as Lee said before, we we are due to get someone a beaten. Mm. Well, moving on to Newcastle, like you say, Ben, we take the point from Leicester. It's still a decent point, Lee. Moving on to Newcastle. 
obviously Decore would would presume is going to come in for either Davis or Gomez. Do you think it'll be the same sort of eleven, just including Decore in it? Yeah, um, I think obviously Decore is a shoe in to come back here. He'll probably replace uh, Andre Goremesh, whoever whoever he is. I just wanted to get that in for the last. Um, <laughs> I think no, I think Dylan's probably. I would imagine um, Gomez. I think Gomez has done okay the past couple of weeks. Obviously, he's chipped in with a couple of really good assists. So I think he'll retain his place in there alongside the Corey coming back. Um, other than that, I, I don't. I, well, we we started with the five defenders today, didn't we? Maybe maybe see a Wobi coming back in and and either Holgate or one of the centre backs dropping out, and you've, you've got to do a little bit of shifting round at the back to accommodate Dean. You're going back to left back, um, but then that that presents another issue because Godfrey again was in, like just so impressive tonight. He's just a, an, an absolute machine, an athlete. Uh, at, at full back, yeah. he looks so comfortable at left back. Um, but you know, whatever side we put out, me, you know, we we, ha- we have to win that on Saturday. I just don't want to be sat here on Saturday afternoon thinking, you know, the same sort of feeling that I had after the the Leeds game or the West Ham game, where we're really, really disappointed not to have beaten a side at home that we're expected to beat. So I just hope that we rest mm-hmm. up, get a good few days training, um, and go out and show the, the side that we are because we're, we're a good side now. Like, we really, really are. And I think Newcastle aren't going to be looking forward to coming to Goodison on Saturday. Um, so let's prove them right mm. and let's, you know, let's, mm. let's give them a good eye. You know, and, and let, let's, you know, Richarlison, I think he, he's just, you've touched upon it there. He's so close. It's a game of fine margins. That header goes in today. He's got two and two. Um you know he's a competent player. I absolutely agree with Borley there that he, he's one of who, who loves the fans. You know you can tell by his celebrations, his Twitter interactions, everything. He, he's he's a showman, um, and I do think he's missing the fans. But he, he's close and he's getting there. And I have seen little sparks of improvement in the last couple of games. So hopefully he has a big performance on Saturday. But it has to be three points. There's there's no mm-hmm. alternative. It has to be three points. Mm-hmm. Borley looking ahead to Newcastle. Are you anticipating a bit more of a, an attacking team with maybe Dini going at left back, a, a centre half dropping out, and us we're obviously going to have more of the ball? Newcastle bring a totally different threat to us that Leicester do. They're going to probably sit in, sit deep, and we have found it difficult in the past to break these sort of teams down when they come to Goodison. So, do you expect the likes of Dini to go back to left back and us to have a bit more of a of an attacking threat going forward? Yeah, I think so. Well, well, I hope so. Um, you know, I thought Gomez played well against Sheffield Wednesday and it's because they allowed him space. Um, and as you said before, you know, they're going to be sitting back. I mean, don't want to be going back to our pedestrian backwards and sideways football. You know, I've, I've witnessed it. Uh, I went to the West Ham game and Carlo was not a fan. He was giving the players down the banks every time they passed it backwards because we were so slow in trying to find the pass and our only options were backwards and sideways and to just keep the ball. But it's so easy to defend against as, as, as a as a team who sits in. You're not making them move. You're not, um, but like us today, Leicester played you know some good football. We had to work hard. We had to be on top of our game, 100% concentration to, to nullify them. Um when we get the ball going forward, we've got to try and find the passes in between the lines, which we're not good enough at doing it at times. We've got Hammers who does it and looks for it every time. But the mm-hmm. other players take the easy option. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I feel, yeah, Carlo will be looking at that. I think Decore obviously will come back in. He's got the energy to drive with the ball forward. Um, they've got Richie Iwobi uh, to be driving with the ball forward. So, yeah, I feel it'll be more of a attacking um, formation. It's 12.30 kickoff. You know, it's a, yeah. you know they're, yeah. they're not normally the best of games. The guys haven't got much time to recover. But we can't start slowly. You know, Newcastle are going through a poor time and we've been guilty many times in the last few seasons of leaving the door open for teams like that to get to kickstart their own season. Because yeah. yeah. we yeah. don't take, you know... Please, we, no. We don't take the most of it, you know. So, fingers crossed that the lads have, you know, learned off that, that we can, you know, start 10, 15 minutes, just get at them and put them under pressure and mm. their heads will go down and that's when they, their energy levels will go down. We'll find the gaps to you know, just to score a few goals. Mm. Carl, Ben did touch on it earlier. Leicester and, and the other side across the park, those sort of teams, they come out for the first 20. They come out fast out the traps and they try and kill the game within 20 minutes and go one, two up. Do you think that's what we should do Saturday? Go out there, take the game to Newcastle and just kill them off early? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what we all hope, don't we, to be fair, Mick? It's, you know, it's looking at today, we can't, step up. we can't turn up like today, can we, obviously? Because that would just look absolutely crazy playing against a team that are absolutely suffering in confidence and just deciding to play four centre backs. So that's not going to happen. That's a fact. Um, so I anticipate us to come out uh, out the blocks quickly, yeah. But I, I don't remember us doing that though, as well. You know what I mean, Mick? That's, that's also a little bit worrying for me. I don't remember us coming out of the game and really getting our teams. Um, like them over the other side. And, and like Leicester today, to be fair, they, they took over the ball brilliantly. And I, I would like to see Ancelotti change that that, that ethos of, of, of that defending into flipping it on its head and, and have that, like, not not so much a plan B, because it won't be a plan B, but Everton teams in the past, they never really had a plan B and breaking teams down. And I think... Ball, he just mentioned it then about finding the ball in between the lines. He will know himself at being a left back that he was probably looking for them all the time. And I've played centre half myself and right back, and they're always the balls, even at my level, amateur level. If you don't get that ball into midfield quick, you can't turn the other team. So we've got we've got to look for that killer pass from the back into that central park and get them get them full backs bombing on and get the Charleston and Hammers and Calvert Lewin faded up the field, do you know what I mean? Get them up, mm-hmm. get them pushed high, and, and then find them gaps and break them down. And and maybe that might be it coming out of the blocks after fifteen minutes. But like I mm-hmm. said, Mick, we haven't we haven't really come out the blocks that quick in the last few games that we've been playing in. Mm-hmm. Ben, you would imagine with Newcastle on the run there, kinda on, you do feel the first goal is key here, don't you? Oh, absolutely. We all know that they're, they're on a really, really bad run of form. Um, they've only won in a long, long time and as Borley touched on then in the past, Everton was a team to oh, we're playing Everton Saturday or midweek. They're normally the games that we normally do in Everton as such but I don't get that feel from this team and I'm, I'm, I'm very confident on Saturday that we're going to do the business. I'd like to see Coleman and Lucas Dean come in full-backs again. I know we talked about good Ben Godfrey's been, but he does sometimes come back in onto his right foot and does slow the overlap down. But I think on, we get the full-backs going at Newcastle and the likes of Tom Davis, Gomez, try and do that final ball. These are the games where you can take risks. You can look to be like your Hammers, Rodriguez, your through balls, your, your, your decisive balls to the midfielders going forward, your strikers through the channel. 
this is the game to do it because they're not going to break. They're not going to look to come at you and leave gaps themselves. They're going to look to probably try and nick a goal at 1-0 and sit back and say, you come and break us down. And I feel like th- this will be a time for all the creative players to really have a go. I'd like to see a Wobie back in. Um, Richarlison, Hammers just behind Calvert-Lewin and just have the one sitting in front of our back four potentially just to just in case the likes of Callum Wilson gets a bit of a, a run out but I, I really think Mick we should need to go at this go at Newcastle um, done a really bad run of form in answer to your question get get let, let's get an early goal let's just settle down so we're not all set, sitting on the edge of our seats come 60-70 minutes <laughs> going is this going to come we just need to get that goal settle down and just play our football because we, we have got technically brilliant players in that team now which we haven't seen at Everton for a number of years well, well, when Borley was playing, that was the last time. <laughs> 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 the sand well, on its way. Well recovered, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, like I said, these are the games to really go at it. And let's get a 3 0 win and be like, bloody hell, well played, Everton. We played mm. really well then. We come on Saturday, Sunday, and we do our talk and we can say how good it was. So mm. I, I, I'm positive, Mick. Okay, guys, predictions uh, for Saturday. Lee, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think. Um... It's one of them. I know I've talked about it being against the poor Newcastle side and we and we want to win. It never really turns out that way. So I'm going to go for 2 0, Mick. Bowley, 3 0. Carl, I'm going to go 1 0. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ben, 3 0. I'll go 2 0 to Everton. Okay, guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining us all. Thanks for listening. We will be back Sunday morning with the post-match podcast on Newcastle and all the fallout from that game. In the meantime, take care, stay safe and all the best. Thank you.